Your attention, please. It be too late to alter course, mateys. To all who come to this happy place. Welcome. 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 How do you do? Well, come in. Oh, look at all the people. Your ghost host will be here presently. Chorus! Let's put on the show. Your cadaverous pallor. Aloha. Betrays an aura of foreboding. And let's all stay together. Hang on to them hats and glasses. And now, anything's possible at Disneyland. Ladies and gentlemen, remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Hello, and welcome to Remain Seated, Please. My name is Robert. And my name is David. And today we're going to do a sort of a sequel to our first episode called The Sounds of Disneyland. We're going to do our top five favorite songs from Disney theme parks, whether it's from Disneyland or Disney World or wherever. Now, you have to make sure that these are songs and not music. There has to be lyrics in the song. The music episode will be later on. So uh, the way it's going to work is David and I will each give our top five songs starting at number five, and we will alternate. That's right. We go. So starting from five, working our way up. Robert, what is your number five song? Here is my number five. Just an ordinary day. All at once you're on your way to a place that cannot be. No one knows what turns the key You have found a thousand eyes Whirling images arise For a moment they are clear In a flash they That is from Magic Journeys. Mm. It's an attraction which I don't think I ever experienced, actually, because uh, it was only open at Disneyland for two years in the mid-'80s. It originated at Epcot, then came to Disneyland, and then closed at Epcot and reopened at the Magic Kingdom. And it was an attraction where you would just watch a movie. At Disneyland, for a while, it was in the Magic Eye Theater, where Captain Neo took its place. So I guess it closed in 86. Uh, And it was... uh, movie about kids or something i don't know i I wish there was more of that at disneyland yeah golden dreams theater could have been that but it wasn't magic journeys i'm too young to remember it if i did experience it but the magic Journeys song has always been one of my favorites it's on the disneyland and walt disney world cd that came out in the early 90s that i had and i always loved it it's so relaxing. I remember just going to sleep listening to that song. <laughs> just, it's so relaxing to that me. That was like so your, soothing. oh, right, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to put this CD in. Yeah, uh, uh, all the time. Magic Journeys, written by the Sherman Brothers. Sound like it. And it's one of my favorites. I love the uh, vocals on it. So soothing and relaxing. And yeah. Just wonderful. <laughs> What's your number five, David Park? Well, my number five is uh, Grim Grinning Ghosts from the graveyard scene 
of uh, the Haunted Mansion. Creek and the tombstones quake. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Grim grinning ghosts. I had, you know what's funny is my list, in my mind I was like, I have to make room for two tracks, one of which has to be Haunted Mansion. And I felt bad not having it in my top five. Although thinking about it, I mean, it may not have ended up there. But uh, it's one of my favorite attractions. And, I mean, I love dancing to that whole part through the entire graveyard scene. Grim Grinning Ghost. It's uh, written, the lyrics are by Exitensio, the Imagineer who wrote the script for the attraction as well. Yeah. And the music is by Buddy Baker. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew that. I love that. It sounds like an old uh, record from the 50s. Buddy Baker and his orchestra. Buddy Baker. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Grim Grinning Ghosts is performed by the Mellow Men, who portray the singing busts. Yeah. Well, at one point in the attraction. Yeah. As you know, a lot of people think that the main bust is Walt Disney. Yeah. But, in fact, it is Thurl Ravenscroft, the lead Mellow Man. One of my favorite things is uh, come next month, we're going to start hearing the Dapper Dans singing Grim Grinning Ghosts. One of my favorite things that they do. Especially, they'll probably do break it out on, uh, there's a Friday the 13th coming up in September. I love hearing the Dapper Dans on Main Street doing Grim Grinning Ghosts. They do it almost as well as the Mellow Men. I think the uh, Dapper Dans, I don't know if they're the same ones or not, but they sang Grim Grinning Ghosts in the Haunted Mansion movie. They were the singing busts. Oh. All right, let's move on to my number four song. Number four. Two brothers on their way. Two brothers on their way. Two brothers on their way. One wore blue and one wore gray. Yes, that is Two Brothers featured in the American Adventure at Epcot Center and Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln at Disneyland. Um, It originated in the American Adventure and then it was later put into Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln at Disneyland. Uh... That's another song that I find incredibly relaxing and soothing, even though it is the most depressing song you can imagine. <laughs> I love that song a lot, and so many people I know can't stand it. I don't know why. It's great. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like... Well, when when was the song written? Do you know? I think... I'm not... Sh- I tried looking it up online. I think it's an older song, actually. It seems like a 1967 anti-war song. <laughs> Well, it's a Civil War song. Very flowery. Yeah, but that does not sound like a song written in the Civil War. It sounds like a song written in 1967 that was like a very flower childy type of, like like how Mumford and Sons and folk music is now. That was like the flower child uh, protest songs. It sounds like protest song. Yeah, I'm not sure how old it is, but that recording that we hear yeah. with that singer, it was done in the 80s. Yeah. Sounds like something my mom would listen to. It reminds me of being in a Civil War battlefield. Really? And then all of a sudden, Abe Lincoln appears out of the smoke, and he says, Four score! (laughs) (laughs) David, what is your number four? Okay, here comes my number four. This is good. This is a good one.
I love that song so much. That song puts the biggest smile on my face. Can't get enough of it. Michael Jackson, Captain EO, 1986. That You know, I googled that song today, and that song was not made commercially available, I think, until 2003. And yeah. it's a cut-down, shorter version. I think I remember reading that, that it wasn't available for a long time. I almost had that on my list, but... Oh, good. I'm glad. I, I thought I was going to be the only person with something like that on my list. No, I love that song. I love Michael Jackson. Yeah, that, I mean, that was Michael Jackson in his absolute prime, too. Uh, he had just gotten off of Thriller and was prepping to do Bad, right? That was, 86 would have been between those two records, right? I mean, Michael Jackson was just hotter than anything. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola directed Captain EO. They wanted something Star Wars-y, and because Michael Jackson had all the money in the world and he could do whatever he wanted. But yeah, Francis Ford Coppola, interesting choice. I mean, he pulled it off. I love Captain EO. It's wonderful. I like it. I like the theater motions that they have in there. I like the lighting effects. It's going to go away. Might as well take it in while it lasts, and that song is awesome. And the other song in Captain EO is wonderful also. It is. That almost made my list. But this one puts the biggest smile on my face, especially when they do the tight shot on Fuzzball and he's playing the bass. Love it. Yeah. Well, the other song uh, wasn't written for Captain EO. Right? No, it wasn't. That was on a, one of his records, and I don't know which one. So, yeah, Captain EO, Michael Jackson, my number four. Uh, what's your number three? Here it is. I love that song. Yes, that's Golden Dream, which, uh, again, like Two Brothers, that was in The American Adventure and later made its way to Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln when it reopened a few, only a few years ago. Yeah, you know what's funny is I had heard this. I mean, the song was familiar to me, but it didn't really... I didn't love it until American Adventure at Epcot. There was something about leaving the American Adventure pavilion at Epcot and hearing that song that is just more powerful to me than leaving the great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Well, with the American Adventure, it's actually part of the show where they have a montage. Right, and you also walk, and you walk out to that song as well. Right. But let me tell you something about Golden Dream. Tell music me. Music by Robert Moline, lyrics by Randy Bright. <laughs> so I have been in love with this song nearly my entire life. Nice. I remember in fifth grade, I would say to my friends, Watch me cry. I can make myself cry. And I would <laughs> and I would play that song in my head. America, spread your golden wings. Are you going to cry right now? I, I got chills just right now. And my <laughs> eyes would tear up. And, you know, back then I was really into Disney and... America. And America. I was really into presidents. Oh. I was obsessed with Abe Lincoln and everything presidential. And that year, we actually went to Washington, D.C. on a field trip. And let me tell you, throughout that whole trip, Golden Dream was playing in my head. <laughs> when I was a kid, I think it was 1993 or four. I made an audio tape for my grandma for her birthday. And I was singing different songs. And that was one of the songs I would sing. Nice. And then in the middle of the song, I would go, uh, ask not. What your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. I have a dream this afternoon. I'm on the moon. Boop. 
I'm on the moon boop. Yeah. Oh. Like Neil Armstrong. <laughs> America, spread your golden wings sail on freedom's winds across the sky. Oh, I have a dream right now. That's Martin Luther King. Our fellow Americans, that was John F. Kennedy. I'm on a boop, boop. That was Jack Armstrong. I meant to say Neil Armstrong in that last song, okay? That's funny. That is a, that's an absolutely great song. So what's your number three? My number three is... This song is so good. Everything about it. It's so happy. I just love everything about it. Like, if you're going to have a bad day, put that song on, and you're the bad day's done. You know what I mean? Was that in the movie? I've never seen the movie. Uh, really? Yeah, I, I believe it was in the movie. I've only seen the movie once because it's so hard to get. Yeah. I almost had Laugh in Place on my list. Oh, everybody's got a laugh in place, a laugh in place to go, ho, ho. Boy, am I in luck. I think about that laughing place. Hey, yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> Every podcast is going to end with something crazy that you're saying. Bees. <laughs> Bees. But back to how do you do? <laughs> Your actual number three. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just such a good song overall. And of course, um, for those that don't know, I think we talked about it being from the movie. The movie is Song of the South, 1946. That's right. And uh, Splash Mountain didn't come to Disneyland until 1989. And then when was the movie banned? Sometime in the 80s, I believe. Which is interesting that they built a whole ride around it. Was it just because they had the American Sings birds laying around and they wanted to do something with them? Yeah. I think, you know, Mark Davis designed America Sings and he also did lots of animation for Song of the South, and there was a big correlation on the design of the animals, and oh. the animals from America Sings looked like they lived in the world of Song of the South. Yeah. So I think that's something... You know what's funny is, um, when I was compiling this list, I almost put the compilation of American songs from American Sings, <laughs> but it was just too, too difficult. But I love listening to that track all the way through. Uh, so what is your number... What are we at, two? Here's my number two. Yo, ho, yo, ho, a pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Drink up, me hearties, yo, ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Drink up, me hearties, yo, ho. Yo, ho, yo, ho, a pirate's life for me. We extort, we pilfer, we filch and sack. Drink up, me hearties, yo, ho. Marauder and embezzle and even hijack. Drink up, me hearties, yo, ho. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. We kindle and char, we flame and ignite. Drink up, me hearty yo ho. We burn up the city, we're really a fright. Drink up, me hearty yo ho. We're rascals, scoundrels, villains, and knaves. Drink up, me hearty yo ho. We're devils with black sheep, really bad eggs. Drink up, me hearty yo ho. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. We're beggars and liars and narrow cats. Drink up, me hearty yo ho. I would love my mommies and dads. Drink up, me hearty show ho.
That was Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me, written by Exitensio again, and music by George Bruns. Wow, you really did your research, man. Exitensio, of course, also wrote the script for Pirates of the Caribbean, as well as, as he, he did a Mansion. And Yo-Ho, obviously, Pirates is my favorite ride, and obviously I love Yo-Ho. And, you know, I came across an audio tape. When I was a kid, my mom made a tape for me of her singing songs and playing music that she could just leave with me in the crib so she didn't have to stay up all night, you know? <laughs> and there's a point on the audio tape where she's playing a Disneyland record, and you hear Yoho playing, and you hear me in the background squealing of excitement. And then after it ends, I want to hear it again. So I would go, Yoho me! Cause I used to used to call the song "Yo Ho Me," <laughs> so she would play it. She'd go again and then play it over. <laughs> nice. But yeah, Yoho, it's my favorite. And that version that you just heard comes right after the first waterfall. And there was a time when they put Jack Sparrow in and everything where they got rid of the lyrics of that part. And I was so upset. Yeah, that was so weird. Yeah. I came across that version today because this is in my top 10. I was going to, it's one of my backups. Yeah. And they, I mean, they eventually put it back, but. At Disney World, they don't have this version at all. No. I mean, they have the... There's nowhere to put it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they have Yoho in the Burning City scene, but it's not the same track that you just heard, the main, the track that everyone knows and loves. Yep. And uh, what's your number two? It is a track from within the Tiki Room. Uh, It's in the middle, and it's actually called the Hawaiian War Chant. And I kept Googling the... uh, the name of the song because I was like, it can't be the war chant. It can't be the war chant. But the war chant comes actually after this part of the song. The Luaui all in Hawaiian part of the song is the Hawaiian war chant, which is actually a love song. This is the song that, this was the moment that I fell in love with the Tiki Room, was hearing this song. Love it. I do love that song also. It's so, it's so 60s Disneyland. Yeah. Also. Well, that, that was what was crazy. I totally thought, man, they don't write songs like this anymore for Disneyland. Wasn't written for Disneyland. That's an ancient Hawaiian song. Yeah. I know, but the uh, the way they arranged yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love all the Tiki Room songs. And, you know, of course, the Sherman Brothers did the main song. I don't know. Yeah. Did they do all the other songs also? Um, I, I, I didn't look into it, but because this wasn't written for the Tiki Room, I'm almost wondering if some other ones weren't. If it's more of like a review. Enchanted Tiki Room, one of my favorite Disney attractions of all time anyway. That's the song that did it for me a couple years back. You know what it probably was? was actually going to Hawaii for my first time with my wife and meeting her family and being out there, lazy days, and coming back and then getting the Tiki Room. I was like, you know, I get it. Get out to Hawaii. It's like being in the Tiki Room for real, real. Pronounced Hawaii. <laughs> right? Hawaii. That's what I said. 
And I saw a couple of women doing it on like the Ed Sullivan show. It was hilarious. Yeah. They get right into the spirit of our show here this evening with the Hawaiian war chant. And that brings us to our number one pick. Here's well, my, your number one pick. Yes, here's my number one pick. When you wish upon a star, make no difference who you are. Anything your heart desires will come. That is When You Wish Upon a Star. Of course, it wasn't written for Disneyland, but it is featured in Sleeping Beauty's Castle as you walk underneath it. It was uh, made for Pinocchio in 1940, won the Oscar for Best Song. It's written by Lee Harline and Ned Washington. Love Lee's Won work. Oscars for um, When You Wish Upon a Star. And really, I think it's the best song the Disney company has ever done. It's... Uh, it's the theme of the company. You know, every time a, a Disney movie starts, you get a little of one you wish upon a star. It's the perfect song. And really, I know you said uh, before that one you wish upon a star reminds you more of the Sleeping Beauty castle than it does Pinocchio. Yeah, it does, yeah. There's nothing like going through the castle and hearing that. But I think I mentioned this on a podcast earlier. I'm not sure. But recently they uh, they cut the music at uh, Sleeping Beauty's Castle. Yeah, you mentioned that in our uh, in our Sounds of the Disneyland podcast. Yeah, they still play When You Wish Upon a Star, but it ends at a at a weird part. It just restarts. Is it in the middle of, of like a phrase? Is it it's not like in the middle a of a phrase. Or? Um, usually you would hear, fate is kind, she brings to those who love the sweet fulfillment of their secret longing. Oh, like a bolt out of the blue. But now, uh, it just goes, fate is kind, she brings la 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 then it starts over. That is a weird place to loop it. Well, yeah, like it didn't oh. even they didn't even leave in ah. and it, and it cuts that great line of like a bolt out of the blue. Mm. That's my favorite line in the whole song. What are you going to do? Ugh. All right, and that brings us to your number one. What is That's your right. What's well, your number one song? My number one is another one of the cases of you've got to see it to get it type of thing it's a song i grew up with I, I was familiar with the song it was on every disneyland compilation cd i'd ever had and not until uh uh we went to walt disney world this uh past holiday season did we actually get to ride the attraction and it's from carousel of progress there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day there's a great big beautiful tomorrow and tomorrow's just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart And when it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow And this is another one of the Sherman Brothers songs that just the Walt Disney Company doesn't do songs like that anymore. Like you said about the Tiki Room, it just sounds like classic Disneyland. Um, And even though this attraction is really only available now at Walt Disney World, 
there's just something so magical about it and being in the room and seeing the animatronics singing the song and going through the decades and um, it's just such a magical ride like I the, that was one of the reasons I loved Magic Kingdom so much is it brought all the magic that I feel like I may be taking for granted here at Disneyland by going so much I felt it all again at Magic Kingdom um, and that attraction in particular uh, brought that spark back for me um, and my wife will tell you, I could not shut up about that ride. Carousel of Progress is one of my favorite attractions also. And that is one of my favorite songs also. But I knew you uh, loved that <laughs> one, so I didn't want to put it in my list also. Yeah, it's something about it. It, it. I went into the attraction knowing the song. And you know what's funny is I would have known the song and known the attraction and never would have put the two together because I'd never ridden on it. Um, but now, I mean, that's... I mean, just like Tiki Room, it was like... I never disliked Carousel Progress. I wasn't familiar with it, but writing it the first time, it was almost feeling that that excitement about loving the Tiki Room all over again from from the beginning. Yeah, that song is incredible. Love that one. That's a good and, one. And uh, Rex Allen is the voice of Father, and he is the main singer. Yep. And it's one of the that's one of the best park performances. Also, I believe the version that's at Disney World now is not Rex Allen. But really? it's someone doing a Rex Allen impression. But Rex Allen plays the grandfather, though. Oh, that's fun. In that well, just to go back over our uh, top five. Uh, that's right. Robert, what were your five, from, five to one? What was it? Uh, my number five was Magic Journeys from Magic Journeys. Number four was Two Brothers from The American Adventure and Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. Number three was Golden Dream from The American Adventure and Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. Number two was Yo-Ho from Pirates of the Caribbean. And number one was When You Wish Upon a Star from Sleeping Beauty's Castle. Yeah. And my number five to one was Grim Gritty Ghosts from Haunted Mansion. A great track. Number four... Uh, was We're Here to Change the World, Michael Jackson and Captain EO. Number three was How Do You Do from Splash Mountain and Song of the South. Um, number two was the Hawaiian War Chant uh, in the in Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. And my number one song was Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow from Carousel of Progress, now only seen at Magic Kingdom. Do you have any uh, runners-up that you really wish it was really tough for you not to get up there in your top five? I did. Uh... This one would be a runner-up. That is the Canada song from yeah. the Canada Pavilion at Epcot. Yeah. I have two other runner-ups that I almost made t- my top five. Well, this is uh, Walking Right Down the Middle of Main Street, USA, which I came to love from the Disneyland sing-along video. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, they do play it on Main Street and perform it at Disney World of the Magic Kingdom. Really? My last runner-up is this. It's from the Mexico Pavilion. At the ride they have in the pavilion, uh, before it was the Three Caballeros ride, it used to be called El Rio del Tiempo, the River of Time. Mm. And that was the main theme song. What are some of your runner-ups? I have three here, uh, one of which is from the fireworks show. Can't get enough of this song. Starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. This song just makes me, like, 
I don't care about any other fireworks show. Like Disney ruined fireworks shows for me because I can't. I, I don't care about the Halloween fireworks. I don't care about the Christmas fireworks. What I about, can't wait till Remember Dreams Come True comes back. What about year. it's magical, 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 it's magical. Yeah. No. There there's something about that little kid singing and Julie Andrews talking. I can't get enough of it. Yeah. It, That's such a great song. It is by far the best fireworks show I've ever seen. Yep. Uh next up is Hana Mansion Holiday. Uh, in the uh, graveyard. Absolutely love that with the uh, Halloween, Christmas, Mellow Men, and everything. It's just such a. That's my favorite part. Or one of my favorite parts of Haunted Mansion Holiday. That's just a good a one great, too. Such a great track. And the last one, dug into the archives for this one. Ride I never went on. But I can't get enough of it. Do you know what it is? Miracle from Molecules. That's the one. Miracles from Molecules around us everywhere. Another one of those Walt Disney songs that they just don't do them like that anymore, man. It sounds like Richard Sherman to me. Yeah, that's another really great one, too. So those are those are my runners-up. Wish I could have had them up there. But uh, yeah, great songs all around. Love them. Can't get enough. That was a good list. We move on to news? Yeah, shall we move on to some Disney news? Sure. Well, uh, here we are a week after D23. How did you like it? D23 was incredible. I'm exhausted after that week. It took me a few days to get back into the swing of things. But uh, I went to um, a few of the panels. The first one that I went to was uh, the Mystic Manor panel. And it was so neat. They had props on stage. and You know, they had Albert the Monkey on stage. And they showed us videos of uh, each scene from concept to reality. But I was a little upset that when they showed the actual footage of the ride, that it wasn't something more official. It was really like a guest's home movie, you know? Really? Yeah. But it was incredible to see and, and listening to them lay out the entire attraction for you. And I And did they talk about it. the trackless system? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it's such a weird thing to me. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, you know, it's it's all embedded into the floor. And yeah. It follows it. Yeah. But it really, I I would love to see that one day. And then uh, I also went to the Voices of the Parks panel, which yeah. was great as always. Always a crowd favorite. Yeah, it's the only panel that doesn't seem to lag. All of them, even though they're great, they always seem to last a little long. But the right. Voices one just seems to start and it's over. Yeah. And it was a little upsetting that there wasn't enough, enough time to ask them any questions. Pretty Really? Much. No Q&A? No, they pretty much just introduced everyone mm-hmm. and had them read a line. And that's that was and then, all they had time and for. And after that, they were out of time. Wow. Yeah. And Mark Silverman, who we had on the podcast, was at the uh, panel, right? Yes, he was there. Uh, Corey Burton, who is uh, the voice of the ghost host of the Haunted Mansion Holiday. And he performed uh, his pooped pirate voice oh, from Pirates nice. of the Caribbean, Ooh, which uh, was actually had dialogue that's not in the ride. So oh, I got to hear nice. some more of the script. B.J. Ward was there, who is the voice of the people mover, but the clip that sh- they played for her was Splash Mountain. She is the voice in the sad part of oh, Laughing Place mm-hmm. of one of those animals. You know, the scene that they had her perform, she's the voice of Mother in the current Carousel of Progress. Oh, nice. So 
And sitting next to her was the guy who is the voice of Lord Mystic from Mystic Manor. And he also does an incredible Rex Allen, who he was the Rex Allen voice for the Carousel of Projects at the last Uh D23. So they did a little scene of mother and father talking. It makes sense that she would be the mother in Carousel of Progress with people moving right across the way there. Yeah. And then they had uh, a couple of the Spanish spiel voices. I love that. That's a cool little twist on it. Yeah. And they had the voice of Disneyland, Bill Rogers. Mm-hmm. He's along, always there. Along with his wife. who Presented is the, by Honda. Yes. And he was there along with his wife, who is the voice of Disney California Adventure. Oh, I didn't know that. Look at them, Mr. and Mrs. Disney. Yes. And uh, there was a couple more. Uh, the voice of Scuttle and Timothy. Hmm. And, uh, oh, you gotta mention this. Peter Renaday was there. That was incredible. He is the voice of um, some country bears, but he is also he was the voice of Abe Lincoln in the Hall of Presidents. Um. So he did Lincoln's entire speech of uh, how it is in Great Moments with Mr. Did you Lincoln. Tear up? Uh, it was close. I was, I, <laughs> Golden Dream was going through my head and everything, but. Uh, yeah, that one was really special to hear. And I love Hall of Presidents, one of my favorite attractions. Yeah. It really got like all behind Americana after going to Epcot and Magic Kingdom. Epcot! <laughs> Excuse me. Um, then I also saw the uh, Imagineering panel working with Walt, where it was a discussion with uh, Marty Sklar, oh, yeah. uh, Bob Gurr, who designed almost all the ride vehicles at Disneyland, Exitensio, who wrote, you know, Pirates on a Mansion, among other things, and Alice Davis, who did the costumes for Small World and Pirates and things. That one was really neat to see, just hearing their personal stories of Walt. And yeah, that was really great. And then, of course, one of my favorite things, I went to the uh, Richard Sherman, Alan Menken concert. Yeah, I heard that was two hours long or something like that. Yeah, you know, Richard Sherman played all of his classics then Alan Menken came out and played his and uh, and then I noticed that Richard Sherman played everything except It's a Small World and I'm like why wouldn't he play that but then I noticed Alan Menken did everything except A Whole New World and I thought wait this can't be a coincidence they both have the world We're, in yeah, it yeah. so then at the end Richard Sherman came out and played Small World and Alan Menken sang along and then Alan Menken played A Whole New World and then also when uh, Richard Sherman was playing Spoonful of Sugar, uh, Jason Schwartzman and B.J. Novak came out. and uh, cause cool. they, they played the Sherman Brothers and Sam yeah, Mr. Yeah, Banks, yeah, yeah. and they sang along and everything. That's fun. Yeah, but the most, the best part of that whole thing was when Richard Sherman performed Feed the Birds. It had to be, yeah. Yeah, he got a huge standing ovation after That's that. That's awesome. But of course, the main highlight of D23 was Journey into Imagineering, the Imagineering Pavilion. They had some of the most incredible things I've ever seen. My favorite thing being they had the current Lincoln head on display. And now, he, who, what Lincoln didn't have a head? Well, I mean, it, it was still there with a head at Disneyland, but they oh, made okay. several different heads gotta, at gotta, the same gotta. time. You know, in case something goes wrong or whatever. But, you know, it looked incredible right up close. And, you know, he would move and he could talk. Nice. And... Uh, and you saw a new animatronic, right? That was uh, yeah. had all new technology or something. Yeah, a couple years ago, they had this little um, robot on display called, I think, the Great Des- Destini or something. And uh, it was this new technology that can track your movements and really interact with you. 
Well, now they came this D23, they came out with uh, his ancestor, an updated version of him, which was a life-size animatronic of a, of a fortune teller named El Fortuno. And he would talk to you and tell your fortune, and you could say anything you want to him. It was a live actor. That That's what I was going to say. I think, yeah. And it was the most fluid animatronic I've ever seen. He looked so lifelike and real. And I'm pretty sure the way that they do it is like the way that uh, Andy Serkis does Gollum or yeah. King Kong. Mm-hmm. They put tracking marks on his face, and yeah. it just copies his movements and real time but yeah that was incredible to see and then they had a hatbox ghost on display it I was saw that. an audio animatronic hatbox ghost the first i guess official hatbox ghost since the original that was in the attraction for about a week and uh and he looked i mean he was he was rocking the same technology that the current auctioneer has right right uh it was built off of that model animatronic and he moved so smooth and um yeah but you know, this people are hoping this is a hint that the Hatbox Ghost will be back, and hopefully it is. But yeah, there's all kinds of mixed uh, yeah. feelings. Is like, yes, he's coming back, or no, he's not. And- but the Hatbox Ghost animatronic on display there, um, that one would never be in the ride because he he didn't have all the finishings of an actual animatronic. Like his right. his head looked good, but it was just a quick. His mock-up, legs looked you know? weird in the videos that I saw. Yeah, yeah, he was shaped oddly. Why was he so tall? Isn't he supposed to be hunched over? Well, I think because they just built him on an already existing robot. They didn't actually build Really, it was more him. of a bust than, yeah. <laughs> than a full-size audience. Pretty much. And, you know, he didn't have sculpted hands or anything. It was just, just wearing white gloves. And But hopefully that's a clue that they'll one day that he will one day come back. It certainly looked really cool. And it really kind of... I, I didn't realize that there are no animatronics like that in Haunted Mansion. And Pirates has all these great moving and looking animatronics. I got really excited for the the possibility of Haunted Mansion. Even if they upgraded some of the animatronics in the graveyard and in the ballroom scene. It, I mean, think of the possibilities, how cool that could be. Oh, that is true. Like pirate level animatronics in Haunted Mansion would be awesome. And then at D23, they had some pirate heads on display, which were incredible to see. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, and then they had the Barker bird from Disney World's Pirates, and you could actually move him with the... Oh, neat. You know, you could lean him back, turn his head, open his mouth, make him breathe. Neat. All did you do it? Did you get him to talk and say yeah. something funny? Yeah, and did all that. It was great. Yeah, the Imagineering Pavilion. Oh, and they had incredible concept models, uh, the Western River Expedition that never came. Oh, man. They had an incredible model of the land pavilion of at Epcot. Uh, I wish it would have been incredible if it was actually turned out like that. It was like in a giant greenhouse and this great hot air balloon ride. Oh, neat. Yeah, and then they had a spaceship Earth model that was really neat. That's cool. All this stuff. There was a Tomorrowland announcement at D23 that everybody was super excited for. And then after it was announced, I didn't hear read anything on Twitter. So it must not have been that exciting. Well, they opened up a uh, little pavilion about it, but they didn't really give away any details. There was no information about it, so yeah. And and you weren't allowed to take pictures in there either. Okay, so no wonder I never heard anything about it. Well, very cool. Everybody who was anybody was there at D23, except for me, so. (laughs) Glad you were there to represent us and had a great time. Yeah. In my office, we get uh, 
the trade publications and apparently somebody's about to have a press conference about a film they shot at Disneyland Gorilla style called Escape from Tomorrow. That's the one. What do you know about it? I didn't even read the article. I just heard about it. I was like, whoa, whoa, what? Well, I just found out about it a few days ago also. Uh, there isn't a trailer or anything. There's a weird clip online of people swimming in a pool, which I don't really get, but it is playing at some film festival or just finished playing. And yeah. And like it got like all this press and everything, and you know it's, uh, it's some movie, and people just went to Disneyland and Disney World and filmed their movie there without them knowing. I have no idea what it's about or anything. Have you heard about the new effects in Indiana Jones? I did hear about the new effects in Indiana Jones. What? When? when nobody saw this coming. It um, happened very quickly. Was the ride even shut down? I, w- I read some stuff uh, a couple weeks ago that Indy was going to be closing for a few hours every morning as they tested some new technology. Uh-huh. And, uh, the and ride- nobody, kn- nobody knew what that was going to be? Yeah, no one knew exactly what it was. And uh, they opened it up uh, a few days ago. And uh, the Mara scene is all new. It has digital projections mapping on the Mara. Yeah, uh, oh, the videos I've seen, it sort of looks like all the new effects they did in Snow White's Daring Journey. Right. Uh, with the uh, evil witch when right. she turns around and the whole room changes. Same idea. Yeah, it's like that. It looks incredible. I haven't seen it in person yet, but everyone is upset about this new voice of Mara. Yeah, I heard that in the video, and I was hoping that that was just a weird microphone they were using. Why would they change the voice? I don't know, because I think Mara says the exact same things, and I read online that the... I will say it sounded much clearer, so maybe it was just Mara's diction was not... I don't know. I read online that the original Mara voice was James Earl Jones. Sounds like it. But, um, yeah, this new Mara voice I'm not liking at all. I heard it's better in person, but still not as good as the original voice. There are a few other things going on at Disneyland. Um, My pass is valid. We're going this week. Very nice. Haunted Mansion Holiday will be opening within a month, I believe. Yeah. And it will have a new effect in the stretching room. Whoa, really? Where'd you hear about this? Uh... I don't remember where you heard about this, but I read it online. That no, this guy, no clue what it's going to be? I think it's something with projections or lighting or something. Sure, yeah. Um, I don't know what it's going to be. The skulls going up are always kind of shaky. Yeah, but supposedly there'll be something new in there. And then, um, I don't know if you heard, but the opening of Big Thunder Mountain got pushed back. Uh, uh, it was supposed to open in that. September, yeah. I think, or something. I thought it was October, but October, yeah. October, maybe? It got pushed back to February 2014. Whoa, this is quite the refurb they're doing. Yeah. What's so funny is I didn't feel like that ride needed it. Well, I think it's mostly they wanted to redo the track, kind of like the, the Space Mountain refurb. There are rumors online about Star Wars making its presence That's more right. known in Tomorrowland. Rumors are that Captain EO will be closing by the end of the year and be replaced with some sort of Star Wars 3D film, which I am not happy about. And they're thinking of turning, like, all the buildings in the Space Mountain area and that whole exit yeah. area to be more Star Wars themed. I don't know. I think Star Tours is enough Star Wars in my Disneyland. Well, but. yeah. I mean, <laughs> let it be its own attraction. Why not? I, although I do really like um, the Star Tours area at Hollywood Studios. But yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. The idea is that, but, yeah. And then, of course, there's 
always the rumor about what to do with a people mover track and they're talking about making that a star wars ride like a land speeders or something i don't know yeah i don't really like it in disneyland well what's weird it's a disney acquired property it's not a disney property right which i but i don't have a problem with indiana jones though because that ride is just so incredible right and i like the movies (laughs) um and star tours is great and then the uh, the latest news, this new Thor movie is coming out, and it's been announced that uh, Thor will be a walk-around character for a while at Disneyland. It might be an Innoventions, where the Tony Stark thing oh, is. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. I don't know. If it's tucked away, I'll be fine with it, I guess. But, you know, I'm just uh, not really keen on uh, Disney owning Marvel. I don't really... It doesn't bother me. Uh, and if they build a Marvel park, that's fine for me. If they build a Marvel ride inside Disneyland, that's where I think it just doesn't make sense. That's all the Disney news I got. And that's all the podcast I got. Um, you can visit us at remainseatedplease.com. That's where our blog is. We're trying to get better about posting blog posts. We just get so excited to podcast. Yeah. Why Why? why type when I can talk? Uh, we're also on Facebook, Remain Seated Please. We're on Twitter, Remain Seated Pulse, PLS. We're on Instagram, remain seated, please. So come and visit us at any of these uh, fine outlet establishments. And the podcast, I don't know how you're listening to it. It's on iTunes. It's on our website. It's on the YouTubes. Um, It's all over the joint. So anyway, uh, for remain seated, please, this is the end of podcast number four. And I'm David. And I'm Robert. I hope you had a wonderful time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bees. <laughs> Bees? Well, folks, this concludes our show. There. That wasn't so bad. Was it? I'll see you all a little later. You may not survive to pass this way again. Time to be moving along. Hurry back. And barrel around to see us again.